0: Welcome everybody to episode four of Pat's Uncovered. I am really, really excited this week to have Jill O'Sullivan join me. Uh, Jill is a PhD student, which she absolutely hates me exemplifying the whole thing because she seems to think it puts her on a pedestal and I think that's a very deservedly so pedestal to have. I can't talk anymore, apparently. But we're really excited to have you here, Jill. Thank you for joining us from Ireland today.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me, Akasha. I do really hate when you're like, everyone, she's a PhD student. I'm like, I'm a first year PhD student. I have a long way to go. (laughs) I'm just the baby of the PhD students at the moment, but we'll get there. It's fine.
0: The baby of the PhD students, I like it. It's a great way to put it. But I think not enough people talk about PhDs in terms of actually how to get there, what made the decision to actually choose to go back to college for four years, which I'm like, I bow down to you because I could never. (laughs) I say that now. Who knows in the future? But at the moment, I could never. Um, But no, for context, um, let's set the scene of how we know each other, how we all were here where we are today. So
1: do you want to tell us how we met? Yeah, so we did the same undergrad. We started in math science, which is nearly seven years ago now, which is terrifying. Um <laughs> we met on the first day didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, so we met on the very first day of our orientation. We had I think we were in the same group actually that um when they were showing us around UCC and we were all very bright eyed and ready to go and really really excited about being in college. <laughs> That soon faded. Right, right,
0: and Bushy tails.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't look at it anymore, I'll give it that. <laughs> we had very dark circles under our eyes when we left four years later, is what it's like. <laughs> but, right, okay, so I mean,
0: how did you end up in math science, right? Let's kind of go back to the start. Like, I know you did maths in school, everyone does maths in school, but what made the decision to actually go do maths as a degree as well?
1: Um, to be honest, for me, I was one of those students that had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do, like literally not a clue. Even after finishing the degree, I still didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. But I was always, really loved maths. And I also really loved like science. So like my favourite subjects were in school were like maths, biology and chemistry. They were like my three favourites. I also really liked accounting because I just got a lot of sad, sad, eh, can't say that word. <laughs> I just loved like, you know, number crunching and just like making everything like add up or like solving a formula. I was really sad and just like, just loved it. Um, So I remember going to like a guidance counsellor and I actually never heard of the math science course in UCC and they were like, you could do this. And then they made it sound really exciting. They were like, you never know what could happen. You could do do this course, then do a PhD in maths and you could be Professor Sullivan before you know it. And I was like, I like the sound of that. But like, <laughs> I was like, this sounds fancy. But then I was just like, I do really like maths. I was really like torn between doing math science and finance. I kept switching them as like my first option. And then eventually I was like, no, we're going to stick with the math science. We can see how it goes. And like, I can always like change or I could transfer in first year to a different course or I could just, there's no harm in like dropping out of college and then starting something else maybe the next year. But yeah, so I just kind of went with the math science and I kind of worked out like I had a bit of I questioned it a lot during the four years, mostly because I chose the financial math route, which like most people picked. I probably should have stayed in like just math science because I did not like the finance side of it. So very glad I didn't pick finance in the end, (laughs) because literally you can probably remember me being like, I'm not taking the accounting models. Like after first year, I was like, I'm not taking them. I will take like, really hard maths analysis modules I was like I don't care I'm not taking them because I just didn't like them I hated learning the theory it was just not for me so but yeah that's kind of how I ended up (laughs) in math science and financial maths and stuff.
0: And I think I'm really glad you said the part about kind of not really knowing what you wanted to do but then being okay with the fact that it's like look we'll give it a try and if it doesn't work out like you can go back and do something else or you can change things I think especially like I mean I look back or even I look at like my sister just started college like two years ago right and I look at him like the pure panic in people like at that age of like I need to make this decision it needs to be the correct one like I'm glad you said that like I mean kind of just don't let anything take it over but then let's talk about the fact that like I mean you did end up picking financial maths was that I mean did you already know in second year that it wasn't really the right decision for you or was that kind of just it came up as you did more of it, and actually started realizing once you had the experience in the kind of course itself, knowing oh, this isn't it.
1: Um, it was kind of a bit of both, I suppose. In second year, I think in the first semester we took for the first time like financial maths modules, and I, like literally, I couldn't stand them. I was like these, I couldn't retain anything in them. I was like I have no interest in this. And then I remember in second semester, I actually think you might have been in the office with me. We went to see one of our lecturers about getting results and he was talking about how we were getting on and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm kind of, I was like, I don't know. I don't really like the choice of it. And he was kind of discussing options. He was like, he hadn't heard of anyone changing from financial maths into maths science after second year, but he said he had heard it the other way around. And he was like, I wouldn't see why you couldn't if you wanted to, but he would say, he was saying that if you did, you might have to like repeat the year because there's a lot of modules that the people in pure maths take that financial maths don't, that it would be a lot tougher and you'd need them for like the modules in third year. And I was like, it's an option, but I had made such good friends and I was like, I don't know if I could get through these co- this course without like these, like, eight of us that were really close and then even again the wider group that were like they were there like okay we're all getting through this together it's fine but I just couldn't think of going back and having to start again with a new group and I was like and I could see all of you like progressing ahead of me I was like I don't know I just don't think this is an option so then I just kind of started adapting the course to what I liked so as I said when you were all taking the accounting and finance modules I took like extra maths ones or extra like statistics ones because I really liked the kind of like Stats side of it, like data analytics, stuff like that, you know, all that. I was like, these are really cool. And I just kind of took extra ones of those just to kind of make it kind of, I don't know, live, I don't know what the right word is, that I could kind of survive through the course. Probably not the best word, but like, you know, just kind of get through it and enjoy it as much as I could, even though I wasn't completely like thrilled with the choice I'd made. But it was grand. Like, and I was such, it was grand because I had all of e. And you're all like, we're going to get through the, get this together, and we had so much fun like outside of college that it was like it's fine, it's going to be fine. <laughs> so well, it was great. It
0: all made up for it at the end of the day, yeah. and I think I mean like you you said it yourself, like you adapted the course to fit what you needed and what you wanted out of it, and it's just so important. I mean, God, I hate I genuinely by the time I got to fourth year, I really really did just hate everything about it, and I mm. think it was more of just because I was like I think I remember I mean at the start I genuinely thought it was going to be an actuary. I was like, yep, well before I even started a degree I thought I was going to be a doctor and I'm like yes medicine that's the way for me clearly not oh my god you like, <laughs> could not be a doctor like, now that I look back I'm like Jesus Christ that is not a career for me at all but I'm um, like and then I went to actually I'm like yes this is going to be it like I'm going to be an actuary like, I was so like set in things and then I started doing actuaries and I was like no like I really actually don't enjoy this like when we start like all the modules and like actually learning about the work they do and it's just I think the course was really really great in terms of giving us like those little facets of experience in different things. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's the financial stuff. or, I mean, yeah. Like I think I've th- thought about trying what, like six different careers over college. I'd say it's like, yeah. Actuaries, No. Like, I don't know. Investment banking. Like, I completely <laughs> thought that was going to be me for a while. Like, I was like, no, <laughs> like what is going on? But I mean, by the end of it, I was just so discouraged because I kept being like, is this what I want to do? No. Like it just kept being so many no's. But it was good to have at least those pivots right it made sense to try all these different things and god yeah four years of that was just so tough <laughs> like I I look back to it and I was just like it's almost like PTSD sometimes I'm just
1: like yeah how did we ever make it through <laughs> yeah 100% and I remember being like coming out of college and people are like what are you going to do now I was like I don't know but I have a really long list of things that I know I don't want to do and they're like but you still don't know what you're going to do and i was like i'll figure it out but i at least i vetoed some stuff that i'm like no this is not for me and i rem- like i don't know if you remember but like i was so panicked when we were in fourth year and everyone was applying for like graduate programs and like Jobs, and they're all towards the start of fourth year and I was stressed enough as it was. And I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. But there's like five people behind me in the, la- in the computer lab doing like these online assessments for interviews. And I was like, I don't want any of these jobs. I, like Should I be applying for them? And then literally my mom was like, just don't apply for a job until you know what you want to do. She was like, just get through fourth year. You'll figure it out it It's fine. Just ignore all those people doing all these interviews and stuff like that. You know you don't want the job. Just leave it off and you'll be fine. Well it was serious panic it was like these are, all these people are like getting on with their lives it was first year after college like they could change their career like five more times in the future but in my head at the time I was like oh I'm so far behind like you know I'm never going to get there but you know it's fine
0: college is weird in that sense of right like you're constantly comparing yourself to every single person and it, you can't not do it like I mean you like I'm sorry there's no way you could tell who someone is 19 years old like I couldn't tell myself that at 19 being like it doesn't matter what they're doing like it really doesn't at the yeah. end of the day because oh it's just it's just it's such a waste of time at, at the end of like where it's like nah this makes no sense this person's gonna do what they're gonna do because it works for them and that it'll sort itself out right but the other thing that you just said is like yeah you came out of college with a long list of things knowing that what you didn't want to do and I think more people need to look at college as that. Like, it's this four years you get of just trying different things. Go do everything. Like, figure out what you don't want. Like, cut off every single thing you can possibly off the list. I'm like, that works really, really well. But, right, okay, so we're in this degree and we're both kind of just trying to figure out what the hell we want to do with our whole lives but i think i mean it was definitely a lot more different i think for you than me i think because i was still applying for the jobs right i think it was like i narrowed it down enough to be like i think i would like these kind of jobs or just consulting kind of jobs because it still gave me that whole it's not a job where it's like a set thing because consulting right it's like changes every other day so i'm like hey I get, at least i get to try like 100 different things and i'll figure out where i work best and we'll go from there but it's good though in terms of like I mean you kind of recognize the fact that that was just stressing you out in terms of there was no need you're like no I need to cut this bit out focus on what I have to so let's talk to like after you've like exams are done god that may was a beautiful may when we finally (laughs) finished college had like the best time like oh my god we're actually like happy again for a little bit where it's like the freedom of like not having to worry about exams Um. What happened that summer then for you? So you have now finished the degree, didn't apply, didn't apply for many jobs, I can't remember.
1: I think I I, applied for a few, but... I applied for two and it was actually two of them were in the same place, they were just different roles and I remember doing those two interviews, getting one of them and was like, "All right, okay, I think this is what I'm going to do. But then later on, um, Tara, another girl that we went to college with, she had applied for, well actually no, it's actually slightly different, so I don't know if you remember it, but... When we were in one of our actuarial modules in second in second semester of our final year, this lecturer came in and talked to us about a master's course in bioinformatics and computational biology. Um I remember everyone was like, I don't understand why he's in this module looking for actuarial students. But the funny thing is now that guy is now my PhD supervisor. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, I remember like he was talking and I could like, looked around the room and I was like, no one in this room is interested in this except me. And I remember when he finished talking and he was like, he had like the pamphlets for the master's course. And um, I was actually sitting next to, I think it was Neve at the time and she was like, you're going to go down and get one of those, aren't you? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> because like, this seems like it could be a course for me. It was like that analytics mixed with like biology. And I was like, OK, this could be something I'm interested in. And then as the semester went on, I kind of applied for it, but I'd gotten the offer of this job and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do the master's. And then Tara also applied for the same master's and she was like, I don't know you could like, she was kind of like trying to push me into into doing it as well. So like she didn't have to do it by herself. And then we were both in a weird phase because she started working in industry during the summer and she was like, oh, I might stay on here and not do the master's. And we were all very kind of like, weren't sure. We both got accepted into it, but we were like, will we do it, won't we do it? And then I got offered a scholarship to do the masters, and I was like, Oh, that's another kind of push to do it. And I was like, Maybe I should. And then my mom actually genuinely sat me down and she was like, Right, make a pro canvas of the job and the masters. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, she was like, I don't know. I'll just do the job. And she was like, No, do a pro canvas. And I was like, I did it. And she was like, Do look at the pros for that masters course. And I was like, fair enough, I should probably do it. So. so I ended up actually doing it. And I was like, my mom was like, you don't need the job like you're only I was only well, just 22 at the time. And she was like, you have time to figure it out. She was like, a load of like, your family have gone back as mature students, like, they didn't have a college degree when you when they were even your age. So just like, take your time and make sure you know, like, it's what you want to do. So I did the master's course in bioinformatics and computational biology straight after finishing our fourth year so we finished in May and then in September I started back in UCC doing this master's course and it was actually in based in the school of microbiology so and I've been there since in that school which is really random.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you took the time to do that I'm glad like your mum sat you down and did that right because so it's like three out of like a course of like 40 50 people who end up going back and doing a master's everybody else got jobs and you're like how do you keep straying away from the norm like how like it's just so hard to do, make that decision yeah and I mean at least it was summer and you're away from everyone to make that decision you're like yes okay no I just gotta do it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah because I remember I was actually like I can't remember what happened but I remember being like really sick that summer so I was never like out with people so I didn't have like the like serious poem of them all planning moving to Dublin and or planning this that and the other and like what they're going to do when they start their jobs I had like time to about it i was like right okay like all of what they're doing sounds really cool but and it sounds like it's going to be great for them but i know if i did these things i'd end up in a year's time like probably living in dublin probably being miserable in a job i didn't actually really like and then just trying to be like what do i do now i'm stuck here you know that kind of stuff even though i wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been but like that would probably would have been my mindset of like i can't like get out of this now this is the road i've i've taken you know that way So I mean, it was kind of almost, it sounds kind of almost
0: like the decision of doing financial maths, right? Like a little bit similar in terms of, okay, I think I'll do this. And then turning around and being like, no, actually, I don't, I didn't want this. So, I mean, it's like constant decisions happening again. I'm like, at least this time we're like, yep, okay, no, we've chosen the right one. It's fine. Like, we don't have to make too much of an adaption. Like, you did in the degree like you made it work for yourself but hey at least this is an easier road to getting things to work for yourself and it's all like it comes whole, like the whole foot picture comes back right because you always liked biology and yeah. everything that worked together and it's just everything what
1: you wanted in one place yeah it did it, it made a lot of sense afterwards which was really funny i was like oh, like like finally things are starting to make sense and i'm actually interested in it like because it's really funny because like when you talk about your jobs some of it I'm like oh this sounds really cool and then other stuff I'm like I'm so lost but stuff sounds familiar because we definitely learned about it in college but I just retained none of that information because I had no interest in it whereas now I'm like yeah I don't know because I'm so like like my research now is like in the microbiome and like in microbiology I have like these random facts about like bacteria and their role in diseases and stuff like just in my brain I'm like but I'm also friends with a load of actuaries and (laughs) like investment bankers that are talking about like I don't I don't even know anymore but you know it still works which is just really funny I'm like we started in the same place but the information we need for our jobs is just so different it's it's mad oh like yeah this is kind of why I really wanted to get you onto this as well just
0: because it's so interesting comparing our careers because it's like we both started in the exact same place right and we've done such complete different things but Are kind of doing the same things at the same time in the way we've ended up in the places we are, right? So, I mean, you're using machine learning in your degree, like as your work and stuff. And I'm like, I do machine learning sometimes too. This is great. Yeah, the amount of times I've just randomly called you up in the middle of the night, being like, Hey, Jill, confidence intervals. Um, can we go back over that again? I can't remember it. Like, yeah. you will forever be my statistics person at this stage, I think. I'm just like, Jill, please help, like, <laughs> get me out.
1: <laughs> but the, the, the funny thing about that is, when I talk to you, I, like, remember everything, because I think we use, like, the same terminology, whereas if someone asks me in, like, our office or something like that, they're like, Jill, you would know about this, and then they start explaining it, and I'm like, do I it sounds awfully familiar and then I'm like just give me a second and I googled it and I was like oh that's what they're on about okay I can explain it now but I'm like instantly when I talked to you I was like yes I know what you're on about and I remember like distinctly I think it was the confidence intervals conversation I think actually that was during the day and I was like just standing in the hallway in the like microbiology department being like Oh, explaining this to you, and my, my supervisor at the time just walked past, being like, "She's awfully enthusiastic about confidence intervals in the middle of the corridor." <laughs> he gave me an awfully funny look, and I was like, it's "Okay, <laughs> the time difference." <laughs> oh, that's just—it's it's a really good
0: point, though, especially in the data world, um, data statistics. All of these kind, of, there's just so much terminology for the same things that it's just different for every place that it's mind-bogglingly hard to like make sure you like I mean someone asked me something other I can't remember it wasn't something the other day it was literally and this is gonna sound awfully stupid now I know it is but I remember it was my interview for um Tesla Purple Redify back in the day and (laughs) I remember in the interview being asked they're like oh have you ever done something like visualizations and stuff and I think I just hadn't heard that term specifically for what it meant so I was like no like I, I don't think I've ever done that and I'm like, later on thinking vision, I'm like, what is that even? And I Google it. It's literally just charts and graphs to ident- like, sh- showcase data. And I'm like, my whole degree involved <laughs> doing that. And I just said no, because I didn't understand the term. Like, what? Like, how, what have I done here? <laughs> but a lot of that you kind know, of seems to happen, especially in the data world. Sorry, this is such an aside, but like for anyone who at the, like, feels like they're such an imposter because they don't understand terms, especially in like the data world. Please don't, it's just called something else and you just maybe not have heard of it. Yeah, I think it,
1: I think it massively depends on your background. Like, I feel like people who come from like computer science backgrounds have one terminology and then they have like people from like maths and stats backgrounds have another and then they just kind of like clash, they're like talking at each other and you're like, you're saying the same thing, just using different words. <laughs> yeah, okay, so kind of now, we, so we, you've started
0: the degree So okay, for context for everyone listening. Jill is genuinely a genius. Like she got a 1-1, like a first class honours in the first degree, and then I swear the child was just acing the masters too. Um you did, please like own it. I love this. Like genuinely one of the smartest people I know. Um so I mean the degree the masters seemed to be a little bit easier for yourself. Like I feel like you weren't as stressed as you were throughout the four years of maths.
1: No, not at all. Um it, like it was easier in a sense because the way the masters was aimed it was kind of like more for biology people um coming from or yeah for like people doing like genetics or microbiology or like those kind of courses and then kind of moving into bioinformatics so kind of training them up a lot in like math, statistics computer science those kind of modules so they did like they obviously they also wanted to recruit people from like a maths um background um but i'd say it was kind of easier for us to go into it than say for someone coming from like biology kind of background so it was a lot of like again um so this there was different streams you could go into so since myself and Tara who was also a girl in our uh, course who came from maths background we didn't have to take certain maths and statistics modules we had to take like um introductory modules in like biology and biochemistry which was really random but also really cool so they were actually Kind of tough for us in just getting our head around all this like terminology and like different methods and stuff like that whereas like the kind of computer science stuff that we had to do since we had the bit of maths it was kind of maybe easier a small bit for us starting off like it still wasn't nowhere like a walk in the park like i we had to, I had to relearn python which was a struggle for me massively <laughs> i was like i use or <laughs> can, can we go back to r please so i'd say it was a lot less stressful than four
0: years of maths definitely you're also kind of doing something that you're super interested in at this stage as well so that definitely plays a part in it right I mean there's definitely things I'm learning at work now I'm just like oh my god I did this in college but this is so much more interesting now like than it ever was in college because the the real world context is attached for for me yeah so you've done the master's now um what led you down the PhD path so I mean was there ever the thought that oh maybe I'll go work or what I do next was that kind of questioning bit again.
1: Yeah it was a bit but like not to the not to as big of an extent to be honest. Um, I finished my dissertation so I did a four-month research project in the microbiology department. I just I'm just stuck there now. Um, So I actually found it really interesting so it was kind of funny. So we were given like a list of projects to choose from so I picked mine because from like reading it um, it seemed really like stats based and stuff like that, even though it was like based in microbiology. But I remember starting and I met my supervisor and he was like, Look, the way it was meant to work is you were meant to continue on from another student, but they've actually done a lot more than we expected. So we're going to give you like a completely new project. And it had no stats or anything in it, it had like very small bits. It was a lot of like annotating, like. Uh, sequences of like bacteria and stuff like that, which I had never done, and using all like these online tools and stuff like that. So I was kind of thrown in the deep end, but it actually turned out really well because it was really interesting. And I was like, okay, I kind of like research. I don't really mind what the topic is, if that makes sense. I'm like, I just kind of like learning about new things. And I remember when I finished, my supervisor was like, like if you wanted to go down the route, like um, I think you'd make a good PhD student. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, I might think about it or whatever. And then I remember a couple of days later, I kind of just emailed him and I was like, look, I'm just going back on what you're saying in the meeting. I just don't really know how to get into a PhD. It, like, I, I've seen people do them and I knew that it was possible to do them. I'm like, but well, how do you go about finding one or like getting the funding to do one? So I met him and he was like, the most common way is to kind of just get in touch with supervisors and see if they have projects and see if they have kind of like funding. And then another lecturer, was now my supervisor, he kind of approached me, and he was like, look, we have this project, if you'd be interested in it. um, And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, maybe. And he was like, would you be interested in doing a PhD? And I was like, I'm not really sure. So I didn't actually go ahead with the PhD, then I just kind of worked for him for a year. And then we applied to this PhD programme, which was run slightly differently. So and I think it kind of suits me better. So I'm actually like, part of one of the SFI's CRT programs, so like Centre for Research Training. So they set up this thing where they fund um, different areas of like research in kind of like tech and um, kind of IT, that kind of stuff. So it's in genomic data science, but the way it works is that you don't start off like going in applying for a particular project. There's like 20 to 30 of you recruited every year in like cohort. And then you're given like a list of projects to pick from you pick one and then you do that, but you're still part of this cohort the entire time you're doing your PhD. So there's like 27 other students in the same position as me in like the different university around in in Ireland. So we're all still kind of connected and we have that like support network of like being in a course, but still doing a PhD on our own, which definitely I think suits me better because you're like, I'm not in a room by myself for the next four years, just trying to pump out research topics, do you know that kind of way? So that's that's kind of why I kind of decided to go ahead with this kind of route because I'm like, okay, I'm not by myself. I have the other people under that are doing work with my supervisor, but I also have all these other students that are in the same position as me, and we're going to get through this together in the next four years. Which was definitely a lot a better choice for me, I think, rather than just finding a project and working on that for the next few years. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I think. I mean, it's a very clear theme, right, throughout the whole thing of needing a support system, and it's. Not that you're a special, and you need it, it's not, it's like,
1: humans need it. Like Yeah, 100%. Like, the one thing I loved about college is that, so I studied in in college a lot. Like, I didn't study at home ever. So I was always in, like, a lab. And, like, the best thing about it is, like, I could turn around and bounce questions off, like, five different people. And then it would start a discussion. And you're like, okay, I, I've definitely a better idea what's going on now. So, and I I learned more that way. Like, I learned in a way that I like when I'm chatting to other people or if I'm like writing stuff down working it out that's the way I learn whereas if I have someone just talking at me for an hour I will retain nothing if that makes sense so I definitely need that kind of like group work bouncing ideas off people um working things out for myself then at the same time just to like learn anything and then just also be like am I on the right track like I'm not completely off base here like you're lacking away. This is so funny because
0: I never even realized that this is what has led me to being who I am now in terms of, so at work, they're all, I mean, yeah, with consulting, right, you're kind of thrown into the deep end of a project. And you're like, here you go, solve it. We need this thing solved. This is what we've got. And, um, so Midge it was a colleague at work who was in the data team as well. And the amount of times I would literally just come like, hey, I just need to talk at you. Please just listen. And we'll end up sitting in a room and I'm just like explaining the problem. And as I'm going, just talking about it, I'll figure out where the problem is or he'll say something like that I'm like I never realized it was because of college like that's how that habit got ingrained in me and I'm like okay great now I literally do that I call people off I'm like you just need to listen to me rant about this and I'll, <laughs> I will will get a solution out of just ranting about this please let me just talk yeah <laughs> but that's oh, it's so important I think and I'm like oh but right the, the other the question I have though is like I mean I look at PhDs right it's just such a completely different world And I mean, it's more like we just never had that exposure. I think I definitely didn't see that exposure in college of, oh, this could be a career path forward. Like, I mean, I know, okay, everyone kind of knows. They're like, yeah, you can do a master's, you can do PhDs. But it was just, it just seemed really inaccessible to me anyway, right? I'm like, I don't know how much of this more I can take. So how was that experience actually kind of taking that deep dive or like trying to learn more? Like, what did you do around that? Um.
1: So yeah, like I was completely the same. I remember... thinking when we were in fourth year I was like oh like because I remember one or two people in maths had had applied for PhDs and they got them and they're going to be starting off like the next year and I was like how did they find these things do you know that kind of way I'm like I've I've no idea how to get into this and I was like it would be really interesting but the one thing is that I found that really kind of helped me like decide to go do this is like doing a PhD is nothing like being in college like you don't go like you don't go to lectures unless you want to Like, I think most PhD programs in Ireland, you have to do about, like, 15 to 30 credits, which is what we would do in a semester, but you can do it over the three to four years that you're doing it. So, like, you take an odd lecture here and there. So, like, the way I was actually talking to someone recently, and they're like, PhD students aren't really students. They're treated more like staff, in Ireland anyway. So, you're somewhere in between. So, what I do every day is I, I, like, so I have, like, my project, and I work in it like, all day, every day, and I'm just trying out new things while also, like, reading papers, whereas I'm taking no modules this year, so I don't have to go to a lecture, and then on top of that, I do some, like, teaching or demonstrating, so I'm not in that role of, like, I have to go to this student or this lecture at this time, and I have an assignment to that, I'm just, like, I work away as if I have a job, if that makes sense, because I remember, actually, there was a postdoc that i worked with before and she was like what are you going to do after this and i was like oh, i don't know i might see about the phd reader." i was like or i might get like kind of jokingly i was like i might get like a proper job and she was like a phd is a is a job it's probably not a very well paid one but it's it's still a job like the way you do things like it's not like being an undergrad or um doing like a taught master's, which is what I did, whereas like a research master's or like a PhD are, are very different. So that kind of got me through of like, okay, I won't be stressed about, it's still quite stressful in certain cases, but like you're not constantly worrying about like getting this assignment in at this time or that or whatever. Like there is a stress of like, okay, I need to come up with something to get published or this, that and the other, but it's it's not like constant every like two days, some other lecture comes at you with like another assignment. So it's, it is a bit different in that way. So that kind of was like, okay, Okay. this is not going to be the same as like four years. There's a lot of people that it's actually funny. I've heard a few talks recently and they're like, I wasn't the best student like in my undergrad, but they had all gone on to do PhDs. They were like, I think it was just when they were like let kind of loose in a sense of like, I can do my own thing and like bounce my ideas off people rather than have someone like. You need to learn this to pass this exam kind of a thing it's it, it, it's different which is kind of good to so that kind of way and you can kind of like that it to yeah. what you want to do like if you've really started is and you've a pretty good supervisor they they'll be like yeah i think you should like look into this and see if there's anything interesting there kind of a thing which is when it's kind of fun. You're like, I have this idea and they're like, Okay, let's go see if it's a, if it's any good. <laughs> go <laughs> find something else. Let's go experiment with everything. <laughs> they're as long as it's within the like reasonable bounds of your PhD project, they're like, Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to look into this, Do you know, that kind of way. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. It, it's definitely stressful though. <laughs> like, I'm reiterating that it is still terrible, <laughs> in, some, in some scenarios like you could go weeks of being like this is so fine and then you're given a deadline and you're like "Oh, right okay I need to get serious and pop this out right now <laughs> do you know what I mean it, 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 it's yeah. a good mix it's fine though it's, it, 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 it'll be good hopefully
0: <laughs> that's an interesting, no it's a good way of explaining it because I definitely don't think well I guess I'm not really going around talking to too many PhD people but I've never I'd never heard of it into that perspective and it does make sense like it is just basically like a job here's a problem go solve it like yeah it sounds great it's kind of almost similar to consulting in that sense of i mean we're we're never really going around trying to find problems we're just here's problems please solve them like please help how do we get around this kind of thing so it's interesting how like our paths are like just so parallel in terms of they're very similar but just a little bit different yeah at all times almost um but do you want to talk a bit about the work you're actually kind of doing at the moment in terms of the techy bits like um, more.
1: so i'm still in the school of microbiology so um i'll be working with kind of improving how we use um machine learning for like microbiome research so microbiome data can be like really hard to work with because of the way it is like it's they, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. It's just, it's, it doesn't follow a lot of like the standard. Like, so when you're applying like a statistical model, you're like, I have all these assumptions and you're like, oh, I've nice data. So they will follow all these things. It does not follow the majority of the assumptions. So you have to kind of like figure out like ways that you're like, okay, can I use this on this data for it to make sense? And then as well, we're kind of interested in like, okay, so you can generate like data from someone's microbiome but you can also then like get we call it omics data so you can get different kind of like genetic data from a human as well and you can use that to see how they kind of interact and how they might both their interaction might play a role in like if you have a disease or you don't or if you like respond to a certain treatment or you don't if that makes sense so I'm kind of seeing if we can like apply machine learning to these kind of like multi omics settings is what we like would be the term used. And see if we can then use that to kind of like help classify like different outcomes and stuff like that is kind of what i'm looking at which is, is kind of interesting or like just see if we can just improve how we apply different methods to microbiome data does that make sense <laughs> i mean it
0: does No. so essentially what you're trying to say is just the fact that there's a lot of data about your own body yeah and you're trying to classify things in terms of hey if you have this does this lead to this kind of a disease or does this prevent these kind of things like really identifying those but with using machine learning
1: attached yeah so it's like if we look at say a particular disease um and then you're like okay if you can, if you take like samples from persons that have this disease then you take samples from people who are like just healthy and we collect the same information i'm like based on the like mixture of microbiome and then like the hosts oh my Sata if I can like look at different combinations of them, can I figure out who's who, if that makes sense? So that kind of thing is, is software uh, like, yeah, and using yeah. just like, and see if we can use like machine learning to like improve that. And the one thing is, and the other thing that's really like hard is because it's kind of like you're, you know, I suppose in your sense, I don't really know the kind of projects you're working on, but you probably have like loads of data, loads of like samples and observations. Whereas like for us, we're really limited to, who we can recruit into studies so we're always like we have a tiny sample size but we can generate like thousands and thousands of like features in terms of like what their genetic data is like and I'm like how do I use this to make this any like way logical it's really kind of difficult but yeah yeah. I'm hoping that I will be able to do something with it in the next four years (laughs) I'd be like I learned something (laughs) that's useful (laughs) no I mean even just that little
0: tidbit sounds like there's already so much you've obviously gotten to a stage of being understanding all these different parts of it anyway that I'm like
1: miles ahead the most. Give it <laughs> I seem like I understand whether I can actually get it to work is another story but I have I'm I'm, I'm getting there.
0: <laughs> oh no I mean that sounds like uh, just I every time I talk to you about the work you're doing it's just I'm always just like amazed by it all and I feel like you're shocked every time that I am amazed <laughs> it's just like it's just such cool work and I'm like Jill you're like too fire ingrained in this to actually he like, I feel like you don't even hear how amazing it sounds sometimes, yeah. but no, I'm very like, it's just so cool, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I'm so glad that you shared all those <laughs> things. I think mostly it's because, like, when you're in something, you, all you see is what's going wrong rather than what, like, you're like. I'll I'll be there and I'll be staring at my results I'm like oh I'm not getting anything interesting but I'm also like they're also like but that's a result in itself even though it's not a good one and they're like so you're still making progress you're like okay we won't do it this way but I'm like but it's still gone wrong like I'm not getting anything good and they're like no it's fine like (laughs) no result is still a result (laughs) you can compare this exactly to a college right I mean
0: yeah you got all these no's in terms of you don't want to do all these things, yeah. there is a result at the end. Okay, you imagine I'm doing the correct thing. Like surely there will be a solution at the end of this tunnel. Like mm. I'm I'm very, very optimistic. Like I know what you can do and you'll be great. <laughs> so I mean, I'm so glad we talked about this because it's just interesting to hear a completely different pathway. Um, especially because you are still doing a very much like it's a career in data and bio like biology, bioinformatics can never remember the correct terms for this, but it's such a different path into it that not a lot of people will focus or ever talk about. Yeah. I'm really glad that you came around to talk about it. Like
1: unless you're like in the industry of like you work for I don't know a genomics company or like you work in this area and like academia or whatever, not many people hear about it but the other thing is is that like I may do this for the next four years but like when I come out of it there's no saying that I won't just go into like a data science role like you're in now, and not ever look at the biology side again, if that makes sense. I'm, like, I'm not saying it will, yep. but like, there's still loads of options of like, still very much a data science course, if that makes sense. I know it's important. I
0: think there's always going to be so many skills you'll end up picking up, doesn't matter what they are. Right? And it's me and Kim kind of mentioned this where. We mentioned even like working in retail, like retail gives you so many transferable skills and everything, like just communicating to people, like how, like consulting, 80% of consulting is just being able to talk to other people. And retail gives all that kind of skills and being able to do that. And the same thing will go, right? I mean, you'll pick up so many different skills that you'll have careers and career options everywhere in front of you so I'm like excited to talk to you in like what three years time when you're like back to having to make those decisions again where it's just like right well, what do I do next will I ever leave college will Jill ever leave UCC we don't know but
1: like you might just become a lecturer and like literally this is it UCC for a life <laughs> hopefully I might change university eventually if I decide to stay in academia I feel like that would be a good good thing for my CV. But uh, you never know. Um, But yeah, I've actually no idea. Because I remember being asked that before I started there, like, like, what do you see yourself doing? Like, if you got into this and you, like, what would you do afterwards? And I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Like, it kind of depends how it goes. (laughs) In two years, I could end up hating it and want to leave um but then again I could also want to stay in academia for the rest of my life or else I could end up in industry like I don't know it's it's all very much options are endless I could go back and just do something else completely different you never know
0: I mean I've now started kind of as a kid like you know those whole like oh what will you be when you grow up or even the question of like oh what's your five-year plan or where do you want to be in five years and like I've genuinely started to hate that question because I will. I'm like I can't. It's the experiences that I go through every day, the little decisions you make, that's gonna form where you'll be in five years, and you cannot predict those anymore. Like you just can't. There's too many variations happening in the world to be like, that's what I'll do in five years.
1: Yeah. Who knows? I actually got asked that question in the interview for the PhD program, and they're like, "What?" Like, I think she actually said they actually said ten years, and I was just. I think they saw the panic in my face i don't know so she kind of redirects she's like what do you want to get out of this course but i was kind of thinking of like five years ago i thought i was going dropping out of a math science course because i i didn't like it and i was like or else i might just get it done and become a secondary school teacher and teach maths for the rest of my life you know whereas now i'm in a phd looking at in a based in a microbiology department looking at different types of genetic data i'm like i don't understand how i've got here but i'm here (laughs) I've made some segues a lot of the way. I've made it this far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's actually hilarious. There's, it just, I think, that is kind of slowly becoming a redundant question of five years time, ten years time. Those have slowly started becoming redundant. I'm like, you just... You can't ask nah, that. The world's far too variable now. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You can change
1: your career so many times that you're like, I don't know. I could lose interest in this and get a really random interest in something else and decide to pursue that career instead you never know like
0: which I mean I would be happy for you to do that because then you get to come back and tell me all about that decision (laughs) and how that all went Uh, but like that's kind of how this whole podcast came around right it's like people make these crazy decisions and more people should be making these kind of decisions of no actually I'm gonna call it here this is not what I want to do anymore I want to do something completely different and the more representation we get on those kind of things the better there might be people listening who are like PhD actually sounds not too bad. I might go back to it. I don't think I can do that right now, but I'm sure there'll be other people who might listen and be like, this doesn't sound too bad anymore. Yeah.
1: I think it's like, it massively depends on how you approach the PhD as well. Like, though I know there's definitely people that like do PhDs and they do like, I don't know, 80 hours a week of like, just like constant, kind of like, I need to get this done to pump out this paper. Whereas I'm like, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to work hard, but I'm also not going to sacrifice my like, you know social life as well to do this to become to get this yep. degree I'm like I kind of after because that's the kind of attitude I had when I was in during our undergrad I was like I, I need to be here to like get this and get these grades and all this kind of stuff and I'm like I'm, I'm not doing that to myself anymore <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be good or bad but you know I think it's, it's I think it's good yeah. I mean no, it's good. It makes me feel a little
0: bit less worried sometimes where I'm just like, Yes, okay, Joe's looking after herself. This is good. <laughs> She's- it's important. Those kind of things are very important. Yeah.
1: 100%. But understand.
0: look, we might wrap it up there. I'm very I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you actually decided to do this. I know you were a little bit iffy about doing it and coming along, but I hope you've had a good time. Yeah, I've had
1: a really good time. I was actually like quite scared doing this. I was like, I I, I don't have an impressive career like the other <laughs> the other people you've had on. But yeah, no, it's actually been really fun. Yeah. Thanks. I think, I mean, everyone's,
0: I think that's kind of the point of this, right? Everyone's career journey, doesn't matter what it was, if it's super, like, um, typical for what that career should look like or really atypical, completely different. But I think you've just, I mean, you've got such random different things in there. (laughs) And it makes sense. And I think I love the fact that it's just, like, it's so interesting to see how the two of us have gone the same ways and done the same things and might end up doing the exact same job in the exact same place at some stage. Yeah but have gone completely different paths to get there. So it's been a great time and we shall leave it there. (laughs) So that was Jilla Sullivan sharing her journey into a PhD pathway while pursuing machine learning and data science on the side as well. All while making decisions that seems to be kind of well out of the norm of the people around her. Join us again in two weeks time for another episode of Pats Uncovered.